Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, look at verse number 23. We're going to continue our series on faith, continue our series on faith. And we're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at verse 23 tonight. This is, this is uh, uh, number 7 uh, that we've been dealing with. And so I hope you've been enjoying this, this, this chapter here. This is a great chapter. You can learn a lot of things from this chapter of Hebrews. If you'll just really, really dive into it, it'll help you and it'll strengthen you when you learn concerning, concerning faith. Look with me in verse number, verse number 23. Talking about the faith of Moses, verse number 23. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin, steaming the reproach of Christ for greater riches than the treasure in Egypt, for he looked to the reward by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempted to do so, and they were drowned." I want to talk a little bit on concerning faith, but I want to look at it in the area of, of you know, we, we live in a day and time, which we've done this for, for a long time, really. We, when we get in trouble, even I remember this when I was a kid growing up, you know, you get in trouble, you always want to blame somebody, right? Well, it was my sister that done this. I didn't do it. It was my sister's. You know, so you, mom and dad would come. Who? Well, what, what took place? I don't know, but Vonda or Lynn, they done it, you know, you, those, those kind of things. And, and we, we would go through that process, and probably you've done the same thing in your house, and your children done the same thing in your house. Let me give you four different things, statements below that are taken. These are, very, these are true statements, actual statements that showed up in insurance accident claim forms. This is what the claim form said. One of them was this. I left for work this morning at 7 a.m. as usual when I collided straight into a bus. The bus was five minutes early. Clearly, it was the bus's fault. Number two. I knew the dog was possessive about the car, but I would not have asked her to drive it if I thought there were any risk. How could I have known? These are statements, actual statements. Number three, the accident happened because I had one eye on the truck in front of and one eye on the pedestrian and the other eye on the car behind. Clearly, it was God's fault. I needed more eyes. Number four, no one was to blame for the accident, but it would have never happened if the other driver had been alert. Now, that's just four. I could give you a whole list of things that we could laugh at all night about we, we typically choose to blame other, other things for, for things that happens to us or getting caught or whatever the case may be. We live in this culture of blame instead of, uh, instead of accepting the personal responsibility. The Bible is different in that it, it very much supports uh, the responsibility or that personal responsibility for the choices and decisions that we make. Eleanor Roosevelt said one time, she said, One's philosophy, one's philosophy is not best expressed in words. It is expressed in the choices that one makes. In the long run, we shape our lives and we shape ourselves. The process never ends until we die. And that's true. She goes on to say, and the choices we make are ultimately our 
responsibility. And that is actually true. We need to understand that. We need to, we need to get a hold of that instead of throwing the blame on somebody else. Ultimately, it is our responsibility. Tonight, I, for the next few moments, I want, I want us to look on this, on this impact of faith. The choices that we make from this example of Moses and his parents. Uh, because when you look at this scripture, there's a common thread in this section here of Hebrews chapter 11 that, that they make certain choices because of their faith. Every verse that I read to you tonight said, by faith, this is what happened. By faith, this is what took place. By faith. Faith chooses courageously. When you look in the area of faith, there's sometimes you have to choose and make the choice courageously. There are decisions that you and I make all through our life. And, and you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have gone through some tough stuff. And you had to make a, 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 a courageous choice. You had to make a choice out of faith. Faith chooses courageously. It makes brave souls, if you will. It makes brave choices. It doesn't give in to fear. Now, when you think about that, Moses' parents could have reasoned, as, as maybe the other parents did at that time. It would have been better to play it safe. The, the child would be sacrificed because they were killing all the babies back then. And so they could have made this safe choice or safe decision and let this child be sacrificed so that the other family members could survive. But that's not the choice they made. To keep the child endangered, uh, this whole family, but that's still not the choice they made. But they believed that he was a special child from God with a great purpose and did not give in to fear of what was going on during that day. They, they defied the king's decree of killing all of, the, all of these babies. That was a risk. It was a brave choice that they make. And by faith, they made that choice. It wasn't an easy choice. Understand that. It was a difficult choice. It, it, it was not an easy thing to do to release or to let your child go in that, in that basket in the, in the Nile River, but they made that choice. And so when you think about that, what about us? What about you in our life? When was the last time that you stepped out in faith and you did something that was risky? When was the last time that you stepped out in faith and you did something that was challenging? You've heard the old cliche, if you, if you want to change things in your life, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over, right? you got to do something different. And so when was the last time that you just stepped out in faith and done something just different? Because sooner or later, faith will mean having to do something in your life that will challenge you. It'll challenge you. Whether it's just trusting in God for, for an answer, whatever the case may be, or actually doing something, you'll have to step out in faith to see what God is going to do. Something that's different. Even, even if it's just speaking to somebody about the Lord, or becoming a Christian, or tithing, or whatever the case may be, what will you do to get out of your comfort zone? Many times I really feel like if, if God's people, if we, if we would step outside of our comfort zone. The, yesterday morning, I was in one of those situations, Sister Marilyn. We was in, I was in a New Emmanuel Baptist church, Sister Vera James. If you know Sister Vera James, it's church. And we was having prayer meeting with the ministers. And it's me and Mike Welch and Vera James and, and Jimmy Russell. We had, we had a, a Church of God Pentecostal preacher. Sister Vera is a, was a Pentecostal lady that ain't afraid of nothing it don't seem like. Stands on the, on the street corner preaching to dope addicts and drug addicts and alcoholics. She don't care. She'll get right up in the middle of them. And two Baptist ministers there. We got to pray. And I'm going to tell you something. All of a sudden, the presence of God showed up. There was a spirit of prayer that entered that place that I hadn't felt in a long time. And I almost, I'm confessing tonight a little bit, 
I almost got outside myself because I wanted to get up and shout a little bit. I wanted to get up and, and respond to what I was feeling on the inside because it was, it was almost getting too small on the inside. By my, my outward body, Brother Keith couldn't contain this inward feeling that I felt. But I thought, no, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't think I would have hurt anybody's feelings. But that, you, that's what I'm saying. That, and faith arose. And, and I said, Lord, this is good, and I want to feel more of this. And we want to go. And, and we understand that when, when, we're, when we're talking about life, all of those things, when was the last time that my faith or your faith did something out of the norm? That would have been out of my norm. Now, I'm not saying that I've never done that before, but in that particular setting, I've never done that before. When was the last time that we, that we just stepped out of ourself, so to speak, and just responded to God the way that God wants us to respond to Him? Amen? You've been in services, and I, you know what I'm talking about. You've been in services before where God just, as it just filled in the place, and you didn't know what to do with yourself. You, just, you was antsy. You, you, wanted to, you wanted to do something. You didn't know whether to run or to shout or whatever the case may be because of the presence and what you felt when was the last time? And I really feel like that if more of God's people would just do that, I wonder what kind of liberty would we really sense or we would really have in the house of God. We sing about freedom. We sing about liberty. But do we follow through with that in faith? Do we really follow through? Well, Brother Danny, that's not something I normally do. Well, me neither. But what would be wrong then with us stepping outside by faith and just accepting what God and what we sense on the inside. Man, there's sometimes I've been in services, and you have too, where God moves in so strong and said, Lord, I don't know if I can help it and contain any more of it, right? Well, when was the last time that we have done that? What are we going to do to get out of our comfort zone? You may not understand it. I'm not asking you to understand it. I'm just asking you sometimes that I wonder if we need to just go with it. I'm not talking about a wildfire. I'm not talking about doing crazy stuff. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about just allowing what you sense of God's presence just to take you wherever God wants to take you. Is, does that make sense? Just allow the presence of God. When was the last time that we'd done that? Not out of fear. And, what, and so, and so what, what are we going to do to get out of our comfort zone? And what they did, the family of Moses was not given to fear. Courage is resistance to fear. The mastery of fear. Not absence of fear. Mark Twain made, made that statement. He says, sometimes we are afraid. Being afraid is not a reason not to do something. Being afraid is not a reason not to do something. So if it's the right thing, then just do it scared if you have to. If it's the right thing, go ahead and do it scared. Because the more you do it, the less scarier it gets. How many ever been scared before to do something? How many is less scared now because you've done it over and over now? You know what I'm talking about? I don't, I don't know what it is. It could be uh, speaking or singing or I don't know what. But whatever the case, you've just done it more and more. When I first started preaching, I got nervous every time I got up. And, I'm, and I still get nervous every time I get up, but it's not as bad as, as, as back yonder. You know, I remember Dad telling the story about, you know, that he felt like he couldn't talk right. And, and God had to work on him in between the, uh, you know, while he straddled the fence. God had to tell him, I've called you, so you go, and I'm going I'm to equip you and all that. And, and, and many of you had those, some of those same similar experiences of what God has called you to do and allowing God just to move in your life. And, 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 and you think, well, maybe, Lord, how can I do this the rest of my life? How can, how can I survive doing this? But the truth is you did, and I did. And God blessed, and God took care of us because we were able to step out in faith. Courage is doing it scared if you have to. 
whatever it is, making the decision to become a Christian, stepping into a new area, stepping into a new job, speaking out, whatever the case may be. Maybe it's time for us to take a step of faith. I've often wondered why. And I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be open with you tonight a little bit, church. I've often, I've, in recently, more week, or recent weeks than, than normal, why, God, have we not sell healings like, we, like, we, like we've been praying about? Why can't we see people healed, it seems like? Is it a lack of faith in me? Is it a lack of faith in you? Is it a lack of faith in our churches and our prayer life? Is our prayer life not where it needs to be? What is it, Lord? What is it? Why, why are we not seeing this thing? Courage, whatever it is, making the decision, have, taking that bold, courageous step of faith to step out. Or is it, could, it, could it be that we're just not obedient enough to step out in that area of faith where God wants us to be where we don't know what's going to happen? See, we like to have control, don't we? We like to be in control. But is it, is it because we're afraid to step out in that area and just simply trust an almighty God. Faith, faith, faith. Second thing is this, faith, faith chooses the right way. I want you to get this. Faith chooses the right way, not the easy way. Faith chooses the right way, not the easy way. When you look at this, when you look at this thing with Moses and his parents, Moses who exemplifies it in, 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 in several ways. He, he chose to be identified with the suffering people. He had it made, man. He had it made in the, in the king's house. He had it made with Pharaoh and, and all of his family. But he chose to be identified with the suffering people rather than as a prince. And there was an easy path. There was a much harder path. But he chose the road less traveled. There's, there's a relevance here to, to this decision about becoming a Christian or not. Jesus, Jesus spoke about that, and we know it in the, in the Scriptures, about there's a, there's a broad road, and there's a narrow road. There's a wide road. There's a, there's a narrow road. The wide road, as we know the Scripture says, is going to lead to destruction, right? But that narrow road is going to lead to life everlasting. And we have to make the choice. Are we going to make the choice to choose the, the broad path or the wide path because, hey, everybody else is, 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 is walking that path? Or are we going to choose the narrow path that leads to life everlasting? See, this path, I may have to give up some stuff, but some of, you know what I'm talking about, some of that stuff you need to give up anyway. Some of the stuff you don't need, we don't need to hang on to anyway. So which, which path am I, going to, am I going to follow? And we live in a society today, we live in a culture today that many people are walking down that wide, broad path, but they feel like everything is okay. They feel like everything is all right between them and God, and it's not. There is, there is guidelines that God has set, set forth in His Word that we must follow. It doesn't mean that we're going to be bored. It doesn't mean that we're going to have to have a strict kind of living kind of thing like that. That's not what we're talking about. I don't, I don't mean to go back in, in the church I was brought up, but you know, some of you know what I'm talking about. That some of the churches that we were brought up in, holiness to them was not cutting your hair. Holiness to them was not wearing earrings. Holiness to them was not wearing makeup. Holiness to them was some of you ladies not wearing pants. You wore dresses down to your ankles. Holiness to them was guys, you had to, every time you come to church, you had to have a white shirt on. I don't see no guy here with a white shirt on tonight. All you backsliding sinners. <laughs> that was holiness to them. But we've learned, you know, we, I'm, I'm glad we've learned a little bit. That's not what, that's not what God was talking about when it came to holiness. That's not what he was saying, that outward appearance. It was an inward thing here that God is looking at. 
our heart and all of that. So faith helps us to, to realize some of those things. But, but Moses here looked at this, and, and, and he had, they had to make that decision. They had to look at it, and Jesus spoke about this broad road and this narrow road, and many people find the broad road. But the Bible says there's going to be few that find the narrow road. But it's that road that's going to lead to life. Faith chooses the right way. Faith chooses the right way, even though you may not have a lot of people following that way. Faith chooses the right way. Sometimes that means choosing a path of honesty, even if it costs us. Sometimes it means choosing that path of integrity, even if it costs us. Sometimes that means choosing that path of faithfulness, even if it cost us. It may be easier to lie at a particular thing. It may be easier to cheat. It may be easier just to, just to do all kinds of things, with, but, but they're not right. It's not right. When you have faith in God, you do what is right, even if, the, if, if it disadvantages you because you know that God is looking down upon you, and you know that God is taking account of everything that you've done. You've heard me say this before, and we know this. There's coming a day where every one of us will stand before a holy God. There's coming a day that every one of us will give an account of every idle word, every gesture, everything that we have done. And we've, and we've got we've to we've know that God is, is living on the inside. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And everywhere that we go, whether it's work or whether it's school or whether it's play or whatever the case, we carry God around with us. This temple of ours that he's given us. We, we, we carry the Holy Spirit around. We carry Christ. And when people see us, they need to see the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. They need to see Christ within us. Amen. Some people, some people think that faith means always commanding mountains to be moved. But that's, it's not always about that. And I wonder sometimes if, if there are too many people praying for the mountains of difficulty to be moved when really what they need is the courage and the faith to have the courage to just simply climb the mountain instead of having the mountain to be moved. You know, there's a story in the Bible that there was a, there was a guy in the Bible who had to climb a mountain. He didn't want to, but he had to. He had to climb the mountain. Paul was guilty of this when, when, this, when this famous thorn in the flesh uh, scripture come up. He'd seen mountains move. He, he, he'd saw amazing miracles take place, but he had a thorn in the flesh and he wanted to get rid of it. I don't want it, God. It bothers me. It tempts me. It brings me down, in other words. But God said what? No. God said, no, I'm not going to take it away. But he said, my grace is what? Sufficient for you. Now, Paul, I consider Paul, you know, one of the greatest missionaries that ever lived. He was a great guy. He does some great exploits. I read things about him in the scriptures that, boy, boy, Paul, I want to be like Paul, right? But even this guy had a thorn in the flesh and God said, I'm not going to take it away. Now, I don't know why. I would, have, I would have thought that if I was God and Paul's doing all this wonderful work for me, oh, I'm going to bless you, Paul. I'm going to take that thorn in the flesh away. But for whatever reason, God said no. And it could be for you tonight that God has placed a mountain or a thorn in the flesh in your life. I don't know what it is. It could be, it could be many things. And you've prayed about it and you've asked God about it or whatever the case. And for whatever reason, it's just not, you're just not... Got rid of it. God, I wonder if, if sometimes we need to ask God, give me the courage, then God, to climb the mountain and overtake this thing. Paul 
had to do that. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. You'll have my help, so just deal with it. Let's get on with things. My, my, I'll be there for you. In this case, faith was, was in climbing the mountain instead of removing the mountain. It would have been easier for God just to take the mountain away. It been easier. But living with it, it was a hard thing, but God was with him. So faith sometimes is a, is a thing that we choose the, the right way, not so much the easy way. Third thing is this, faith takes a long-term view of things. A long-term view of things, and, and then it chooses accordingly. When you look at history, some of you may be history buffs, but during World War II, Winston Churchill was forced to make a painful choice. The British Secret Service had broken the Nazi code and informed Churchill that the Germans was going to bomb Coventry. He had two alternatives. He had two decisions he had to make. One of them was this. He could, he could evacuate the citizens and save hundreds of lives at the expense of indicating to the Germans that I know what you know. I know the code. I know the code. You, you know the code is broken. Or number two, he could take no action which would kill hundreds but keep the information flowing and possibly save many, many, many more hundreds and hundreds of lives. He had, he had, a, he had to choose and he followed, history says, the second choice. He had to take a long-term view of those things, understand on the outcome, even though it pains me to lose some of these ones, but I'm going to save more in the outcome. Faith sometimes means when choosing, look at long-term implications. Look at the long-term reasoning and why things take place. There is in our culture today an attitude that we have, and it's been around for a while, but it's still with us and very prevalent today of, of just live for the moment. Just live for the moment. And while, and while there's wisdom in living one day at a time, only living for today is wrong at times. There's wisdom in living. I, don't, I, I understand I don't have hope for tomorrow. I get that. But I am making plans for tomorrow. You know what I'm talking about? I understand that, that I may not need to, need to count on tomorrow, but, I, but I'm not going to just forget about tomorrow. Even though it's important for me to live today and understand I may not have a tomorrow, I'm still going to make plans for tomorrow. Faith means we believe that there is a future and that God has a plan for every one of our lives. Heaven is real. It affects our choices in the life that we live in. Ultimately, you and I, we know that we'll stand before God one day. And every choice that we make, it affects our choices. I'll be talking to the seniors Sunday night about that. Look, guys, and, and, and you know whether they choose to listen to me or not, every choice that they make will affect their life. Every choice that they make. I've been to several graduations over the last few, the last couple of weeks. And I look across that audience and I look at those seniors and, and I know some of them and I know some of their stories and I know some of the choices and decisions that they made that's already affecting their lives today and will affect it from now on because of the choice that they made. It'll affect their life. And, and we, we know that to be so. We know that God wants us to use our lives for good. We know that God wants us to use our lives to affect others that we come across. So I want to encourage you tonight to let faith affect your choices. Let it affect your choices. Let God into the equation when, when those choices and those decisions have to come. Choose what pleases Him. Choose that will make a bigger impact or a bigger difference to the kingdom of God, even if it's not easy. If it'll make a bigger impact in the kingdom of God, you're going to be happier because of that. Amen? You'll be happier. Make up the numbers or make the difference, in other words. And then last tonight, 
Faith ultimately rests on Jesus Christ because he is our sacrificial lamb. It rests upon him. Everything that we do, everything that we do rests upon the Lord. Everything that we do, when God calls, when, when, when God was to cause this angel to kill the firstborn, you remember the story in the Old Testament of, of every home in Egypt, they put the blood over the doorframe so that the death angel would, would see the blood at the Passover, and they would pass by those, those homes where the blood was applied, but, but every home where the blood was not applied in the Egyptian home, every firstborn, firstborn animal, firstborn uh, children, all of the firstborns was defeated, was killed. Had they died, they died. Not much of a choice, you think. Well, it would have been a choice for me. I, I, I'd want the blood over my, over my home. But see, the Egyptians didn't believe what was going to be taking place. But the same choice today faces you and I. I want you to think about it. To put our trust in what the New Testament calls Christ as our Passover lamb in 1 Corinthians 5, 7. In other words, Jesus is a sacrificial lamb who died to save us from judgment. And faith will cause us to make the choice to entrust ourselves, to entrust our family members to Him for what He'd done for us on the cross of Calvary. And if anybody's not done this up to this point, then I would urge you, you need to do that. You need to apply the blood to your house today. No, you may not go out there and kill a lamb and, and go and just, you know, actually paint blood over your... But in the spirit realm, you can do that. In the spirit realm, you can put the blood over your homes. And you can protect the homes and your children with that. See, we make choices every day. Every one of us. We make choices every day. We live by them. We die by them. But we've got to allow the faith in God to inform us and to guide us so that we can choose courageously, that we can choose rightly for the long-term benefits that's going to come our way. And ultimately, we can choose because of the Lord Jesus Christ, who we know reigns in our hearts today. Amen. I'm just going to be honest with you. There's a lot of times, Brother Parker, I don't understand why God takes me in this direction or that direction. I don't understand. I don't get it. There's times that God will say things that I don't understand, I don't get. There's times where God will do some things, and, and then sometimes He won't do some things that I still don't get, but God's God. And what my part is, I've got to allow my faith to grow and to trust in an Almighty God. He's never let me down. How about you? He's never failed me. He's never let me down. He's never failed me. I may not understand it. It may take a while before to get to that place. I've had two or three occasions in my life where I scratched my head and I said, Lord, this is a serious thing. What is going on here? I don't understand. There's some of them I still haven't figured, out, figured it out. But God somehow and some way brought me through. He somehow and some way brought me through. When they stood at the brink of the Red Sea, not knowing Egypt, Egypt is behind them, the Red Sea in front of them, they didn't know what they were going to do. But God started a little wind. And the Bible says that little wind blew all night long. The next morning, that sea was opened. And dry ground was for the, for the Israelites to walk over. God has, sometimes has a strange way of doing things. Now, God's God. My question is, why didn't he do it in an hour? Why, why did he wait all night? Maybe they needed rest. I don't know. Maybe they needed to do, get something taken care of before they, but you know, but, but why? God's God. God can do whatever. But my faith has to grow and allow my trust to be applied and stand in, my, in that trust with God, knowing that God is going to take care of me, knowing that God. I remember a story Dad told one time, and I think this was when Sister MacFarlane got sick one, one, uh, one time over in, 
in, uh, uh, where was she at? Harrison. Harrison, and, and he was going over there to visit her and cross this mountain, and there was this big old group of army worms that was crossing the interstate at that time, and, when he, and, he, and, he, and he didn't see them in time to slow the car down. And when he hit those army worms, everybody knows what army worms are, right? Little calip- caterpillars. You may know what a caterpillar, caterpillar, how you say that? Caterpillar, little, little worm, little inchworm. All right. Well, there were thousands of them. There were, I don't know, there were millions of them crossing the road. And when he hit those army worms, the car went to spinning because their guts is slick. You know, and so the car went to spinning. Now, he's on a mountainside. He's got one big rock over here on one side and a, and a deep ravine. You know how that, that, that area is over there, Sister Parker? It, it, huh? On Highway 7? And the car started spinning, and all of a sudden, he just took his hands off the steering wheel. Now, that, that took faith. <laughs> because, you know, God, you had to trust in God. I don't know why I can't, I can't handle this. God, I'm going to take it off. You take over. And he can say it better than I can probably, that the car is straightened out. I don't know why and don't know how. The, the, the fact is, it just happened. But we've all been in those situations before where we just simply have to stand by faith, by faith and trust God, by faith and trust an almighty God to deliver us, to take us where we need to go. The Bible says by faith, by faith Moses when he was born, by faith when he became of age, by faith he chose to be with, those, with the Israelites, by faith he forsook Egypt, by faith he kept the Passover. By faith, they passed over on dry ground. By faith. By faith, they overcame. By faith, they understood what it was all about. By faith, they just allowed God to move in their life and to direct them and take them where they need to go. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you've given every one of us a measure of faith. You've told us that in your word. We've talked about that, we've prayed about that, we've, we've looked at that many, many times. And Father, I pray that if there's anybody here that needs their faith increased, I pray that you'd help every one of us, oh God, to increase our faith. Lord, I, I need my faith increased. There's times I don't understand you. There's times I just don't, I just don't get some things, but, but God, I still choose to trust in you. I'm not going to understand. The Bible talks about we look through a, cl- a glass dimly now. But there's coming a time where we'll, be, we'll see everything as, as we need to see everything. But God, for right now, I've got to put my trust in you. I've got to put my faith in you. Believing and knowing that in the outcome, you're going to take care of me. And Father, in the area of these that are sick, in the area of these that are suffering with disease and, and all kinds of things in their life, oh God, I'm asking you one more time to let healing come. Lord, let our faith begin to arise every day, O oh God. Let our faith begin to arise, O oh God, in our communities, in our cities. We need revival to break out in our community in Blyville tonight. We need a revival in our, in our streets. We need a revival in our homes. We need a revival in our hearts. We need a revival in our nation tonight, O oh God. And Lord, I can't do everything, but there's one thing I can do, and that's pray. And I can ask your presence to come and flow through us, O oh God, and to be a conduit of your mercy and your love, O oh God, for everybody that I come across each, each and every day. Father, help faith arise in us tonight as your people, and we'll give you thanks in Jesus' name.
Amen.